Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. hosts jason and cody i'm jason and i'm cody welcome to episode 22 of the talking disney podcast i'm your host jason and once again i'm here with my co-host cody how's it going cody sleepy sleepy yeah you you have been kind of sleepy you've been yawning in my ear for the last 40 minutes or so we've been talking so uh, it is it is late it's 9 43 um on tuesday evening so uh, we are up kind of late. We're getting old, so at least I'm getting old. Oh, I'm right there. With okay, you. well, not exactly. <laughs> you, you still got a ways to go, but what are we like? Five years apart? So, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like 26. Sure, <laughs> sure. I feel young. 27. Yeah, 27. Okay, I wish. I can't even. I can't even remember when I was 27. That was what uh, 18 years ago. So. Oof. Yeah. yeah, you were three or four. <laughs> so uh, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, you were probably, I was probably at your house. You were probably arguing with your mom about eating your peas. So I, <laughs> do you still argue about eating your peas? I refuse to eat peas. I hate peas. That was <laughs> always will. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I can, I, I don't know. That, that always pops in my head whenever I eat peas. So. I'm glad you think you were so you were so stubborn. You sat there forever too. Went and eat them. I didn't want to eat them. (laughs) (laughs) She made me sit there until I ate them. I wasn't going to eat. Yeah, and you didn't. You didn't. So, uh, (laughs) do whatever you put your mind to. I was going to sit there as long as it took. All night long, we'd have got it for breakfast. You'd have been sitting at the table (laughs) with your peas still on the plate. So, all right. So let's let's get into this episode. Uh, You do anything Disney this week? Let's see. I know you said you bought something. I did buy Toy Story 4. I'm excited. I know my mother hasn't seen it. She's coming to visit me for like a week. She probably hasn't seen Toy Story 3. 2. Who knows if she's even seen Toy Story 2. So well, there may be a Toy Story marathon. There you go. The there you go. She's, she, she's there for enough time. You can do one. Yeah. She, she she likes movies, but she just doesn't ever go to see movies. So right, I'm gonna have to catch her up. Yeah, when when we were all together a few weeks ago, she mentioned she hasn't ever seen Moana either, and I watched that the other night on on Freeform. No, it was actually on Disney Channel. So we might ha- we might be watching lots of movies. All right, yeah, I I actually picked up a couple movies too. Rum, uh, roaming through Walmart, came across Hundred One Dalmatians and Sleeping Beauty. Um, I wasn't gonna buy them because I think. I'm pretty sure I already own a version of it somewhere in the house, but um, I saw that it had. Hey, why not another? Why not another? It had the Walt Disney Signature Collection stamp on it, and so I didn't know they were coming out when that makes it more. That makes it more special. Uh, (laughs) It's got a lot of extra features and stuff. They're still sitting on my table right here. I'm looking at them. They're still in the plastic, so uh, it's got a lot of bonus extras and um, 
I bought every one previous, so I thought I would add these two. And I totally forgot about Toy Story 4 coming out. So I'll need to go back and get that one. But uh, speaking of movies, it kind of moves us into what our topic is tonight. Um, we were texting back and forth what we could go two weeks ago, maybe. Um, yeah, you know, the typical, I miss you. I miss you too. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to come up with some some different stuff to do rather than just read off some news or whatever. Uh, and I thought doing a, a, a Disney movie show every at least every month you know maybe more if we if we if if we want to but um and then calling it i mean it was it's, it's gonna be called the talking disney podcast disney movie night so that's a mouthful that's a mouthful uh i came up with a little logo that i'll post on the website that i thought was kind of cool for it the little graphic um but basically we're gonna we're gonna somehow randomly choose a movie no order no rhyme or reason uh you know maybe it'll coincide with the holiday or a time of year or an anniversary of a movie especially if it's like a big one like a 50 60 70 uh so forth um or maybe just one that we want to talk about so uh so for the very very first one uh we were, we were trying to come up with uh something from halloween and there was quite a few we could have chose from uh, probably the one that comes to mind is uh, nightmare before christmas uh, but we're going to save that one for another time. And we went with a movie that uh, I know <laughs> you were talking to me earlier that you weren't quite sure how it tied into Halloween. And I'll let you talk about that here in a second. But uh, we went with a movie called The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Join in the merry mad adventures and escapades of that rich, reckless, uproarious rake. The magnificent Mr. Toad and his crazy cronies, Mr. Rat and Mr. Mole as they step out of the pages of Kenneth Graham's hilarious tale, The Wind in the Willows, as told by that inimitable storyteller, Basil Rathbone. For a rollicking ride through Sleepy Hollow, Walt and Bing bring to laughable, colorful light Washington Irving's exciting legend with that awkward schoolmaster, Ichabod Crane. Ichabod may be quaint, may be odd, and maybe he ain't. Anyway, there's no complaint from Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane, daring, reckless, losing his heart to Katrina the cutie, and his head when pursued by the hair-raising, headless horseman. <laughs> You want to share what you what you told told me earlier about it tying in with Halloween? 
So, like you were saying, we were trying to figure out kind of what movie to start off with, and I suggested maybe we could do something that could tie in with Halloween, and we both started throwing around some movie titles that either directly or loosely tied in with Halloween, and you listed off a couple, and one of the ones you listed off was The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And in my mind, my first thought was when you said that, when you texted that to me, I was like, oh, that's that movie either about or with or has in it the Headless Horseman. And I was like, yeah, that could be a good movie to watch and talk about because, for well, for one, I had never seen it. I've kind of always wanted to watch it because of the Headless Horseman, especially now that they have that really cool Headless Horseman statue in DCA during Halloween time. And I was kind of excited because I hadn't seen it. And you watched it a couple days ago on Sunday. I actually didn't get to watch it till Monday. Um, oh, you well, re, re, rewatch it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of share real quick. I had never seen the whole thing in the past. Um, I seen the uh, Ichabod Crane portion when I was a kid, but I had never seen the full Mister Toad portion. Which we'll, we'll kind of talk about that in a minute. What I'm what I'm meaning by portion or segments. Uh, but it had been many, many, many years since since I had seen the seen the Ichabod Crane uh, segment of it. So I was excited to watch it again. I don't own it. Uh, I will uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to order it and it'll be shipped, shipped, shipped to me here soon so I can add it to my collection. But um, yeah, I had never, never owned it or seen, seen the whole thing. So I went ahead and rented it on YouTube. I, I, I don't know how you, did you do the same thing? Yeah, I yeah. did the same thing. That seemed like the best way to get a, a decent uh, a, copy version of yeah, it. Yeah, $2.99. And um as a matter of fact, I have it, I think I have it in my queue until the or I can watch it until the 10th. So I might I might watch it once once more tomorrow or uh Thursday. So because uh, I think once you start it, you have, you have it for three days. I mean if if you really have nothing better to do. Uh, if, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking forward to watching this and and uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in Fantasyland at Disneyland is one of my favorite Fantasyland attractions, and so I and that was part of my interest for wanting to watch this movie, also. So I was really looking forward to this movie, and it opens, and you know I'm watching it, and I'm watching this stuff about Mr. Toad, and you know trying to spot, you know some of the inspirations from the dark ride at Disneyland. It's like, Oh, this is where they, this scene comes from, or this is where that scene comes from. And, oh, that's why this character looks familiar. He's in the movie, you, you know? And then uh, almost halfway through and I'm like, where's this Ichabod crane guy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like the way they're starting to talk. I'm like, this story's wrapping up and I paused it to see how much time there was left. And I'm like, I'm only halfway through this thing. And they're acting like the story's over. <laughs> and then, so I, I hit play again. And I was like, maybe this is just a weird version. And it's just like back to back. But then I'm like, still, where's Ichabod? So then Mr. Toad's segment ends. And then all of a sudden the narrator comes back up again. 
And he's like, oh, and then there's this other jolly good fellow over in America. And here comes Mr. Ichabod Crane. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So basically, it's... I'd really be interested to know where they got the idea for doing it this way. Because basically, they made this feature-length animated film, 68 Minutes... But really, it's two 33, 34-minute stories that they, for some reason, just decided to stick together for no rhyme or reason and call it a movie. And say, well, it's the adventure of this guy and that guy, and they're really not connected, but here you go. Have at it. And so I start, you know, watching the second half of the movie with Ichabod, and it's going along telling his story, and I'm like, okay, I really thought this was the movie that had the Headless Horseman in it. And so I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and you would never know, really, that this whole Headless Horseman thing is coming until, like, the last, somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes of the movie, where there's this little Halloween get-together in Sleepy Hollow, the town that this story takes place, and... This one guy starts telling like a ghost story for Halloween or whatever. And he starts telling the story about the headless horseman that, you know, roams Sleepy Hollow or whatever on Halloween night. And then you finally see him in like the last 10 minutes. And it maybe even the last five, because the, the it, within the last 10 minutes, five of those minutes is Ichabod psyching himself psyching himself out thinking that the headless horseman is coming after him and it was just like five minutes of him freaking out and it was a little long i'm like okay we can uh we can move on you're you're spooked we get it and then the horseman does show up and then it's like five minutes of them like cat and mousing each other and i'm like okay we, we get it you're you're trying to get out of the forest the headless horseman's coming after you and then, and then it just ends. Yeah, the, head, the headless horseman gets him. Maybe they throw a twist in at the end. Ooh, we don't know what happens. Right? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll and we'll we'll <laughs> talk a little more about that in a minute. But I think I've got some some stuff in my notes later that will kind of help you understand how 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 they came together as far as these two. Uh, okay, maybe, so, maybe that'll help me because yeah. I've been awfully judgmental. It wasn't that it was bad. Like each section the the toad section and the ichabod section were both fine in their own individual aspects what was just weird to me and it wasn't like weird as in bad it was just to me an interesting design choice and if you've got notes that maybe help explain it maybe i won't think it's so weird right but i just thought it was very interesting that they took these two stories basically and literally the narrator you know pulls the book off the shelf and then you go into the story right, right? these two separate books in this library. And then it was just like, well, there you go. That's the adventure of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I got something in my notes. If not, I kind of know off the top of my head, uh, I may have a little, I, I may have a few facts not correct, but I'll try, I'll try to clear it up for you. Uh, okay. More so, but anyways, my whole thing with Halloween, it just people apparently consider this to be a Halloween movie. Right. Yeah, and I, I personally, even though with this whole headless horseman thing, and they tell the story of him 
on Halloween night, I would not call this a Halloween movie. Right. And we got, I know, uh, I posted about our intentions on Facebook about watching the movie and then talking about it. And we had a, a post by James that said it was his favorite movie. And I've, I've known James for shoot since, uh, like 90, what? 95. Well, I've got you beat. I've known him my entire <laughs> your entire life. life, right? Uh, and I had I had no idea that this was one of his favorite. And he says he he always tries to watch it around Halloween. So, so and I, even I didn't didn't know that, right? And him. you've known him your whole life, so and so. I've known him my whole life. So I even worked for the man for three. There years. There you go. So let's a little a little history on the Adventures of Ichabod and Mister Toad. It was released on October fifth, nineteen forty nine. Uh, it was the eleventh Disney animated fe- feature film and the last of the studio's package films of the 1940s. Um, and those included uh, Saludos Amigos, The Three Caballeros, uh, Make Mine Music, Fun and Fancy Free, and Melody Time. Uh, and the package films basically came, um, came about due to World War II. Uh, there was a lot of Disney animators drafted. Others were, were put to work uh, doing uh, animations for military training and for war propaganda. And the animation department took a big hit on, on people. So they, they didn't have a lot of people working. Um, so with the shortage of, uh, shortage of animators uh, to work on the features like they had done in the past, like the Snow Whites and the Pinocchios and such, uh, they instead worked on these smaller projects that could be then packaged together uh, to create a feature animated film that they can put out and they could do it for cheaper. So save saves them a little money during the hard times of the war. Um, and they, their plan was to do that until the time came when they can re- then return to the normal animated features that we know, uh, which they did after this movie, this being the last one, uh, after this one, the next film they did was, uh, Cinderella in uh, 1950. Uh, and basically like, like we were talking about with the segments earlier, this combines two different segments of two different, I guess you would call them literary classics, uh, um, the Wind in the Willows, and then the, um, I just went by Headless Horseman. So they took these two stories and uh, the the toad portion, loosely based on the Wind in the Willows, uh, with the toad named J. Thaddeus Toad. He's the owner of Toad Hall. Um, and he, it says, uh, or I wrote down in my notes that he's prone to different fads. So he goes out and buys that carriage with the horse. And then he comes across this... Uh, this motor car. And so he has to have this motor car. Uh, and that's what kind of gets him into trouble because he finds out who owns the car, uh, this group of, uh, weasels. Um, and, uh, he ends up, we find out later trading the deed to toad hall for this motor car, but then the motor car, they come to find out was stolen and they think that toad stole it. So he goes through the trial. Um, and we come to find it. We come to find later that the, that the leader of the the weasels was the bartender at the place that he went. Um, and now he has the deed to Toad Hall and Toad sitting in jail. So, um, uh, the, um, and then Christmas time, Christmas day, I think it was Toad's horse comes into, into the jail disguised as his grandma uh, and helps him break out of jail. Uh, they go through this big chase where they're looking for him comes to find out they do a little investigation that, uh, his friends, which was the mole, the rat, and it was the badger. 
I think he was a badger, right? Angus McBadger, yeah. Yeah, he was a badger. So he had a mole, he had a water rat, and he had Angus McBadger. They finally decide to help clear his name. And end of the movie, they clear his name. Uh, he gets he gets uh, out of jail, or he, he he he's cleared of all the charges, basically. And then uh, they think he's kind of cured on his extravagant behavior. Uh, and then toward the end of that clip, they look out the window, and he's flying in a brand new plane. So... Uh, that that's kind of the quick uh, synopsis of of the toad portion. And then you come to the to the headless horseman or the Ichabod Crane portion, um, and it's basically this Ichabod Crane guy. He's just the new schoolmaster in this New England town. He comes to town. Uh, he falls for the town beauty Katrina Van Tassel, uh, but the town bully uh, Brom Bones uh, decides that he doesn't like that, and he's going to. Uh, try to convince uh, Katrina that Ichabod is not for him. And like you said, at the tour, tour, toward the end, they, uh, her family always holds this Halloween party. And uh, he tells the story of the headless horseman, which kind of freaks Ichabod Crane out. And then he has to go home over or through the forest and into the bridge that this headless horseman is supposed to be in. Um, one thing I thought uh, when I saw, I mean, who Ichabod Crane is he in, in in your opinion was he was he a good guy was he a bad guy because I mean you saw him in there the part where the lady's walking by him with the pie or whatever she, she had the pies on his thing and then he walks by opens his book and he had stolen a pie and he ate it and then in the schoolhouse scene he was looking into the kids lunchboxes <laughs> to see if he could take anything uh and he, he would go to dinner at the kids houses and you know try to Somehow he was a ladies' man. Um, uh, well, yeah, because there was a part where the narrator said that he he tried to make sure that he was good with his pupils, his students, especially if their mothers were good. Cooks. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he was kind of a. To me, he was kind of a. I wouldn't call him a villain, but he just didn't like a womanizer. Yeah, he just didn't seem like a very, a very good guy. So. Um. It's interesting. I didn't quite think about it like yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, who is the villain? Is the villain Braun Bones? Uh, is the villain the Headless Horseman? Is it Ichabod Crane? Or I, I don't know. Uh, so, so you kind of you kind of shared your thoughts on it. Did did you have any other? I mean, now that we've kind of little history on it and the little synopsis, what was your thoughts about? Or do you have any more thoughts about the two, the two movies, the two segments? I guess. Well, I enjoyed. I I think I enjoyed them both equally. I like them both for different reasons. I like the Toad one because it's Toad, and I like that ride. Um. I think it was interesting how in his trial in the movie there's basically like the prosecutor right right um that prosecutor he's the one that declares him guilty in the ride at disneyland okay he's he's the one when you're going through and you go through the courtroom and it's like guilty yeah yeah that, that's him but he's not the judge in the movie he's the prosecutor so i thought that was interesting um also in the ride at disneyland 
he gets pronounced guilty. I assume you're being escorted to jail. You get hit by a train (laughs) and then you go through hell. I was really looking forward to seeing hell in the movie and that didn't happen. No, I think the closest you come to it is when he's sitting in his jail cell. Um, he's, he was crying or he had tears and then there was a puddle on the ground, I guess. And he was seeing some of his friends. Uh, maybe, maybe that was his hell. I don't know. So also did, did those weasels look familiar to you? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I've got him in my notes somewhere too. Uh, you see the weasels later on in, um, what is the movie? Um, I, I wonder if we're thinking of the same one. Maybe. Do they only make one other appearance somewhere else? Well, the, or do they have multiple appearances? The note, the, the note I had here says, uh, they're also in, they have mining recurring roles in, uh, a movie called How to Be a Detective, Mickey's Christmas Carol, and The Prince and the Pauper. Um, I don't know if those are the ones you were thinking of. I was not thinking of any. Oh, of those. okay. So where 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 did you remember them from? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like the the, the weasel with the cigar, and then the weasel with like the club and the sack. Right. And, yeah. Okay. Some of those weasels, <laughs> I don't know if they're meant to be the same weasels. Cause I mean, who friend Roger Rabbit is obviously a movie about tunes, right? Right. So I don't know if they're supposed to resemble these ones or if it's just happenstance, but it was kind of hard to deny the resemblance with a select few of the weasels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can better in uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Maybe that's one we can, we can watch. That one, that one's actually really good. I really like that. Yeah. One. But yeah, they're they're the weasels, and uh, you know they're weaselly. They're like the bad they're guys, weasel. and they're working for weasels being weaselly. That's 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 yeah, strange combo there. So. Yeah. But so I thought that was really interesting because because watching that movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, there was a lot of tunes in that movie that I recognized, and I could tell you where they were from you know right but those ones the weasels i'm like where are these guys from and so i wonder if they are meant to be the weasels from um mr toad yeah could be could be so we had uh the the cast of this movie there was uh a couple people that were at the time pretty big uh, I guess stars. I mean, the the first narrator in the uh, in the Toad segment, a guy named Basil Rathbone. He's an English actor, probably most famous for uh, portraying Sherlock Holmes. Um, and did did you notice one of the characters kind of resembled Sherlock Holmes, the rat, in 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 the way he dressed and? Yeah, I I can see yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, the Ichabod Crane segment um, was narrated by Bing Crosby, a uh, huge star in the what thirties, forties, and fifties. Uh, Has a great Christmas. Yeah. Movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, he also did the voice <laughs> of Ichabod Crane and Brom Bones, which you which you told me earlier seemed kind of weird because 
he'd be singing and then he'd just be talking. Uh, so. Right. Because the narrator in both the toad portion and the Ichabod portion was, you know, an essential part of the, the story. Right, progression. Right. Um, so, but especially in the Ichabod portion where he was the narrator and then he was also the voice of Bron Bones and the singing for Bron Bones. It was interesting when the narrator would go directly into being Bron Bones or the narrator would go directly into Bron Bones singing. Right. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Some of the other voices, I'm not too familiar with these guys. Uh, there's a couple I am, some of the uncredited voices. But uh, Mr. Toad was voiced by a guy named Eric Blore. Uh, the Mole uh, by a guy named Colin Campbell. Uh, the Water Rat, Claude Allister, uh, Angus McBadger, uh, Campbell Grant, um, Cyril Proudbottom, which was Toad's horse, uh, J. Pat O'Malley, uh, the prosecutor, John McLeish. I know I, I know him. Um, and then some of the uncredited voices that I found. Uh, when Ichabod Crane screams, that was actually uh, Pinto Kovig, which I don't – do you know who that – do you know who he is? He's voice uh, some. He's vo he was the voice of Goofy and Pluto for a while back in the day. Uh, voice oh. of Pete, voice of Grumpy, uh, Sleepy, uh, Dopey's Hiccups, um, Doc. I think he was. Uh, so really? yeah, yeah. He's 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 done a, a lot. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's a Disney legend. If he's not, he should be. But. Um, and then Clarence Nash was Ichabod's horse. Uh, Clarence Nash, famous for doing the voice of Donald Duck, um, the first Donald Duck, and then he did it for for quite a while. So, um, and then some pretty pretty well known names you'll you should recognize some of these. Uh, some of the directing animators from the film: uh, Frank Thomas, uh, Ollie Johnston, John Lans Lounsbury, Wolfgang Ratherman. Milt Call and Ward Kimball. So, uh, what is that? Yeah. One, two, three, what? Six of the, um, of Disney's Nine Old Men. Yes. yes. Eight of the nine worked on the film. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of them were just, I think they were either character animators or, um, background animators. Um, right. But, like Frank, it's uh, I've got in my notes here. Frank Thomas, he was the the directing animator for Ichabod Crane. Ollie Johnson did the district attorney and Ichabod Crane. Wolfgang Ratherman did the headless horseman chase scene. So uh, they they were put in charge of certain things, and then you had the other ones that were either just working on character animations, background animations, etc. So I saw I saw Ub Iwerks in the credits as well yeah he was um what did they say he did he was a pros how did how did they word it yeah because i was looking at that too the wording was interesting he was, in, he was in charge of special processes whatever that means special processes yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know what that is but um he was he in was in charge of it, of it so it must <laughs> it must have been important um yeah there was also a couple other names like uh in, uh, in charge of cl uh, color and styling, Claude Coates, Mary Blair. Uh, we, we should know who those those people are. 
Um, yep. So yeah, there's there's quite a few, quite a few important names in, in Disney history uh, involved with this film, as as probably with every film in the you know in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, you're you're probably going to see those names a lot. So it's it's funny hearing these names because um, we talk about the parks a lot, right? right? And it's it's also funny when you go back far enough before Disneyland was a thing before Disneyland was um, almost even a concept right. in, in 49, you know, in 1949 that people like Ub Iwerks and Claude Coates and Mary Blair, you know, the, at the time they were all in the animation department doing different things, helping with, you know, ink and paint or design and color and animation and you know, all these different things. And then when Walt, started to do his Disneyland project and created wet enterprises and that, you know, for the, the people that he brought in to help him create Disneyland are the p- same people that he had helping him make these. Right. Movies. Right. Is the, the, the close group of people that he trusted to make movies. He just added more and more, more duties on top of them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that was uh, the big ones in the cast crew. This one had, uh, it's only what, 68 minutes, I think, total. Um, yeah. So there wasn't a lot of room for songs, I, I guess. There was there was four songs in the movie, or in the, yeah, in the two segments. The Merrily song, which was um, from the Toad segment. And that's the same song that plays in the ride, correct? At some point oh, in the ride. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then in the... Because I think for a lot of the ride, there's not much of like a song going on. Just a lot of sound effects as as your car is going through the different okay. scenes, hitting things. And, yeah, you know, people screaming at you, "Watch out!" Hey, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, you know. Which I, you know, going back to the 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 what you were talking about earlier with the with the ride and the movie, me not seeing the movie fully, uh, I en- I enjoyed the Toad ride, but I never had the reference of what was going on. I I, I knew the I knew the basics of what was going on in the, in the, in the, in the toad movie. Uh, but I never really right. had the full thing. So, uh, and then the couple songs in, uh, the Ichabod crane version, a song called Ichabod crane, a song called Katrina, uh, and then the headless horseman song, which I mentioned to you earlier, let you listen to a piece of it, um, was originally going to be, and this is one of my trivia questions for later, so I can mark it out. Uh, Thurl Ravenscroft actually did a version of the Headless Horseman. And from what I read, it was supposed to be used in the movie. I don't know why they didn't go with it. Cause it, it, to me, it's a better version. Cause like, like, like you said, you like his voice. I mean, he's got a great voice. Uh, he does have a great so voice. if you want to hear that version, go over to YouTube, just type in Thurl Ravenscroft Headless Horseman and yeah, you'll be able to listen to it. So uh, and if you don't know who Thurl Ravenscroft is, he is one of the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. That's the and one that always gets people confuse it for Walt Disney, right? They yeah, think it's the one it's the one when you're in the graveyard seeing the one that's broken and then the head is actually sitting next to the rest of the bust. Right. Um and he's singing, but yeah, he's got a mustache and so I think people be like, oh, that must be meant to look like Walt Disney because Walt Disney had a mustache. But it's it's Thurl Ravenscroft. It was modeled after Thurl Ravenscroft, and he's 
the voice that is coming out of that bust. Right. right. He also promoted your favorite childhood cereal, Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes, Flakes, yeah. As Tony the Tiger. He did, yeah. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This movie did win an award, uh, and I can't find it now, but I I know I'm pretty sure it was nominated for some Oscars, but it didn't win. But it did win a, was it a Golden Globe for cinematography? Our best cine- best cinematography color in nineteen fifty. So uh it did win an award. So I don't know how many other of the package films won an award. That's something I'll have to research. Um and then we mentioned the Toad ride at Disneyland. Um it, the Toad was actually represented at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. They was they were both opening day attractions at both parks. Uh, unfortunately, the Toad Ride in Walt Disney World is no longer there. And apparently, Disney World goers are pretty upset about yeah. it, too. Even to this day, I think they're still a little bitter yeah, it, about it. They liked their Mr. It Toad. was removed in 1998, and now it's 2019, and they're still upset about it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> 21 yeah, the Magic Kingdom version <laughs> was uh, replaced by the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, and I, I guess I can relate cause I'm, you know, country bear jamboree, uh, was overtaken by Pooh and his friends and I, and we're still I, there. yeah, I miss, uh, <laughs> I miss those bears. So they're still there. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, they chopped off their heads <laughs> and hung them up on the wall. <laughs> and apparently it's just, I never, did you get to go on the, the adventures of Winnie the Pooh when you were at Disney world? In Disney World, yeah. no, okay. I didn't. Because it says here, Toad still lingers in the Magic Kingdom, with references to Toad being included in the Pooh attraction, uh, the Haunted Mansion's Pet Cemetery, and they're a card in the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game. So yeah, so he has uh, a tombstone at the cemetery, the Haunted Mansion. There. Okay. Did you see that? No, because that I didn't go on that attraction either while oh, I was there. You're slacking. I'm telling you. Did oh, did you there was so much to Did do. you even go to Walt Disney World? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was there for a whole week and there were still so many right. things I didn't get to you do. You planned very well. Oh, I did you, <laughs> Okay, so you just mentioned that Toad was represented in the Winnie the Pooh attraction over in Walt Disney World. He yes. uh, from what I've found out, he is in the queue for Winnie the Pooh over in Walt Disney World. And there's, I don't know, a, a picture, a, 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 like a framed picture or something with somewhere within the queue. I don't really know what the queue looks like. So I, you know, I couldn't say, oh, it's in, it's in the house or whatever, because I never went on the ride. But somewhere in the queue, there's a, a picture or something that shows. Mr. Toad handing over the deed to Toad Hall to Owl from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, kind of t- ties into the movie. So yeah, because yeah. Toad does that in the movie, not with Owl, but he right, right, hands he over hands over the deed. deed. Yeah, and so apparently, though, Walt Disney goers weren't weren't very happy with that. They felt like that was just kind of <laughs> rubbing it in their faces. <laughs> But yeah, I, I could see that. So, 
That's also, uh, we talked about the toad rides at Disneyland, Disney World. It's also represented um, in the storybook Land Canal Boats. Uh, toad Hall is one of the, uh, what do you call them, little miniatures or villages that, that you pass in the ride. Right. And there's a Toad Hall restaurant in Disneyland Paris. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that we ate there. Or I know I walked by it, but... Uh, and it kind of looks like, um, like what the uh, village hosh used to look like, or what's it called now? Red Rose Tavern. Red Rose Tavern. Yeah. It, it, it's got, it's that, it's that same type of facade, uh, oh. entrance. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Disneyland Paris website now hop over to this English countryside stately home for traditional British fair in a grand setting inspired by the wind and the willows. So. Um, I'm pretty sure we ate there, but that was many, many, many years ago. So, um, yeah, and we and figured then, out while we were talking earlier that there's a little quick service counter service restaurant, if you will, over in Walt Disney world in Liberty square, right? Right. That's called sleepy hollow. Yep. Yep. And as you were describing it to me, I, Cause you first mentioned it and you're like, is there a restaurant in Disney world called sleepy hollow? And I'm like, Oh, I don't really know. And then you started to describe it to me and I'm like, Oh yeah, I ate there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a quick, quick service. You, you, you said it was basically a counter, right? Yeah. It's, it's basically just a walk-up counter. You order your food, you move over to the next little window and you pick it up. Right. And then there's some seating, but it's, a, it's to the like South East, no, Southwest of at like Southwestly adjacent to Cinderella castle and Walt Disney world over there. Um, in it's Liberty square area, but it's like right on the edge of Liberty square. And so you get it. The seating area has a really nice kind of unobstructed view, like side view of Cinderella's castle. And it makes for some really good pictures. Right. And then, uh, onto the Heather's horseman. He, uh, at one time, I know uh, they have, they still, I, I just looked it up. They still have the Boo to You Halloween Parade at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party over at Magic Kingdom Park, uh, Florida. And at one time, I know it said that the Headless Horseman headlined the parade. Uh, I don't know if he still does. I would assume he still does. Um, and then he was at the, uh, what do they call it? Islam. It used to be the Mickey's Halloween Party. Um, and this year the Oogie Boogie Bash, which I think you said there's a statue of the Headless Horseman there, right? Yeah, a couple of years ago, I don't think it was any more than two years ago, uh, but two or so years ago they added a a really nice looking statue of the Headless Horseman over in DCA. It's where they put they where they now put since they've redone like the entrance plaza of. DCA and now, now we've got Buena Vista Street, right? So they're at the end of Buena Vista Street on the left, kind of right in front of the entrance to like the Five and Dime or not? Is it Five and Dime there at the end? No, it's, it's what is it? Walton Co. Yeah, it's it's been over a year since I've been there. So oh, no, it's Elias and Co. It's Elias and Company. They're at the end, um, and there's like a little planter there. It's where they put their Christmas tree in the winter now. Um, okay. So in yeah. that same spot, in that same planter, they put the statue of the headless horseman during the Halloween time. 
Now they've got the the they've got the frightfully fun parade at the Oogie Boogie Bash. Do you know if the Headless Horseman is in that parade? I I'm not sure. Um, I would imagine so if they've got that statue of him over there in that park. And I think for the next little while they're going to be holding the Halloween parties over there. Right. Um, and if they brought him the the Headless Horseman that they brought over for Disneyland for its Halloween parades for the special ticket event. I imagine, I don't think they would have gotten rid of him already. So I imagine he's in the parade somewhere. All right. So that's all I can think of about how it's represented in the parks. Um, Paris, Walt Disney world, Disneyland. I'm not sure if it's in any of the other ones I've never been. So I don't recall seeing anything from Mr. Toad. And when I was in Tokyo, I could be wrong, but I don't recall seeing it. I was only there for six hours, maybe six hours. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's six hours more than me. So yeah, I mean, so yeah. we were just basically trying to just hit whatever we could, you know. Right, right. I mentioned earlier I was actually going to buy the movie tomorrow, uh, and um, I've got some uh, release dates on some home media. I guess you want to call it home media, home video, whatever. It was first released uh, in 1992, so it came out in 1949. It didn't get a release until 1992 in the United States. Uh, when it was released by Walt Disney Home Video on Laserdisc. Laserdisc. Uh, I don't know. If, yeah. Those didn't last very long. I remember working as a teenager in a in a video store, not a blockbuster, but you know, something very similar. Uh and Buster those block? came no. <laughs> what was it called? I forgot I forgot what it was even called. Uh but those started coming out when I worked there and they just they didn't catch on. What? Um I mean, were they similar to a DVD or no, they basically were the size of a record. Um, but they had a, but they had a movie on it. Um, it was okay. the precursor to the DVD. Okay. So it was like a, like a DVD, you know, 20 times bigger. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming it had its own machine that you would play it on. You had to have a laser disc player. Yeah. So, and why do you think they didn't catch on just cause they were big? I think they're so big. I mean, you know, with the with the resurgence of, of vinyl now, maybe they could come back, make a comeback. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would I would like to get some on Laserdisc just as collectibles. Yeah, but those are probably super hard to find. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, so and then it came out on VHS, which we we've probably all had in 1999 as the very last title in what was called the Walt Disney Masterpiece Collection. Um, maybe that's similar to the signature collection, uh, now. Uh, and then in 2000, it appeared on DVD for the first time as part of the Walt Disney gold classic collection line. Uh, now the two movies were split up for a long time. Um, those are the ones that they came out together, but in, uh, let's see, legend of sleepy hollow was released on VHS in 82, 90, 94, uh, the wind and the willows, uh, was released on VHS in 82, 88 and 96. Um, so they've been, they've been out there. They, they were separated for, for quite a while. Then they came back together. And then the one I'm purchasing, it's a Blu-ray DVD, digital HD. Uh, it's a two film collection. Actually, it's a three film collection. If you look at the special features, cause it has the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. It has another package film called fun and fancy free. And then in the special collections, it has the reluctant dragon. 
So you actually get three Disney movies in the one um, when you buy that. And I'm hopefully I have it soon. So I don't know, have you, have you seen the reluctant dragon? I have actually. Yes. Okay. It was on Netflix for a while. I don't think it's there anymore. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's not what you think of as an animated feature, but, um, it's more of a tour of the studio. Right. Interesting. Nonetheless, I mean, seeing all the, all the old animators and, uh, but the, the reluctant dragon and, uh, wind in the willows, I'm pretty sure was written by the same guy. And I think that's why it's included on there. Uh, guy, guy by the name of Kenneth Graham. So, um, so if you don't have it, go out buy it. Twenty five ninety five on Amazon. Right. Yeah. So I thought I, I jotted down some notes, some trivia, some G Wiz stuff um, that I kind of wanted to share. G Wiz, uh, huh? G G Wiz, yeah. <laughs> Brom Brom Bones. Who uh, later he he was inspiration for a certain character. Uh, can can you guess who you think it would be? Oh. Think of him in the movie and how he acted. I'll give you about three seconds. Oh, okay. In in another movie, like in a in another animated feature in the nineties. And if it wasn't on purpose, it's, it's pretty, then, then it was just coincidence, I guess. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but you're going to tell me and I'm going to feel beauty and the beast is the movie. Oh, Gaston. Gaston. You, do you think it was intentional? I I don't know if it's, there's some similarities between the two. Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. No one can spit like, Bronze bones doesn't quite have the same ring to it. It does not. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. From the uh, from the toad segment, the uh, rat describes toad's latest obsession as motor mania, and that was actually a title of a uh, of a goofy short the following year in 1950. Motor mania. So, um, let's see. The idea to produce a film based on the Wind of the Willows. Uh, was actually suggested to Walt Disney in 1938. Uh, since the novel featured anthropomorphic animals, it was thought that animation would be the ideal medium to adapt it. And Disney went ahead and secured the rights that same year. Uh, do you know what the original title for the for this movie was going to be? Oh, yes. Yeah, something like Two Curious Characters. Close. Two fabulous characters. Two fabulous characters. Yeah. Um, Which so makes that, that, a little more sense. Well, I guess it's basically almost the same thing. They just inserted their names instead names. of leaving it anonymous. But just because they're basically just two stories tucked, stuck together. Right, right. So, yeah, originally supposed to be called the two fabulous characters. Uh, let's see. To save money. In animation, which they were all about that during World War II, Katrina was modeled closely after a character called Grace Martin from another short called Make My Music. Um, and then Katrina and Grace Martin also resembled Slewfoot Sue from the Picos Bill segment of Melody Time, another of the package films. So once you've watched those, you might see the uh, 
see the resemblance. That's interesting. And what did you say the next animated feature they did after Ichabod and Mr. Toad? Did you say it was Cinderella? That's Cinderella. Yeah. Because to me, she resembled Cinderella. I, I actually thought that too when I was watching it. I was like, she kind of looks like Cinderella. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was the hair. I don't know. Yeah, I think it had something to do with the, like the blonde hair, the blue yeah. eye, the black choker. Right, right. Let's see. During the live action sequences in the library, the narrator mentions King Arthur and Robin Hood, among other stories. Uh, Disney would eventually make those two. Uh, with King Arthur, Sword in the Stone, and Robin Hood, Robin Hood. So, um, let's see, what else did I write down? Uh, the original plan for uh, the Disney adaptation of The Wind in the Wills, it was going to be a full-length feature film, uh, all on its own. Um Disney decided to reduce it uh, as part of a package film. So save some, save some money. Uh, the additional scenes that he, that they had planned were never animated and I don't even know what they were. So um, I would guess I'd have to read the book and then maybe may see if there was some maybe additional stuff. It was the hell scene. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I, I've, I've never read the book, so I don't know if the hell scenes even in there, or if that was a addition by Disney for the ride. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. And that that's funny. <laughs> the the hell scene. Uh when I was a kid, uh my mom told me this story. We were we were going on it one time and I guess I didn't want to say hell or something. <laughs> so as we're coming up to the part, I'm like, hey, we're going to that place down below. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's good times, good times. And that's when she says, yeah, you better act right or you're going to yeah, come back. Yeah, you better behave. Uh, <laughs> the two narrators, uh, they were cast in the film to kind of increase the audience appeal. Like I said earlier, they were, they were pretty big in their time. Um, Crosby was one of the most commercially successful singers from the 1930s to the 1950s. You mentioned the Christmas albums, great Christmas albums. Um, he had acted in several films. He's won an Oscar. And then... Um, Basil Rathbone, which I think that's such a cool name, but uh, <laughs> he was better known as a star of a film series about Sherlock Holmes. He had 14 films between 1939 and 1936. Uh, a lot of good stuff I wrote down here. Let's see. Uh, we already talked about the Sleepy Hollow restaurant. You had been there. Um, and have you seen Fun and Fancy Free? One of the other I package films? Nope. Okay. Um Similar, it says similar to Fun and Fancy Free in 1947, it was originally planned that Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio was going to appear in this film to introduce the Wind in the Willow segment, but that was dropped. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Here's here's what I what I thought was coming. I knew I knew I knew I had written it down somewhere. So, once Disney decided that the Wind in the Willows adaptation would be part of a package film. There was still the matter of which package film or which films would be packaged together. Early plans called for Mickey and the Beanstalk and the Gremlins and the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad all to be together. Um, the Gremlin project never came and I had never heard of it until I started doing some research on this movie. Um, the Mickey project was the Mickey and the Beanstalk project was already done before the wind in the willows. So they went ahead and put 
Mickey and the Beanstalk in another film and decided to combine this one, the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Crane, the Toad segment and the Ichabod Crane segment. I don't know if that kind of answered your question from before on why they did it. Um, maybe goes back to the two fabulous character idea. They had two characters, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So originally it was supposed to be done earlier. Uh, this one I, I, I kind of wrote down. I, we kind of mentioned earlier about if Ichabod Crane was a good guy, bad guy. Uh, uh, in the story, he, he was, he, he basically, he wanted her wealth. Yeah, you know, the the, uh, the the farm with all the riches and yeah, she had a rich daddy and yeah. So so was were his intentions pure? Did he really love her? Did he love the money? I'm going with Ichabod Crane being a villain, but uh, he just loved that money. <laughs> he so. wanted yeah, because he because there was that part when he wasn't paying attention to the school children at all. Right after he, had he the, met her. He had the book propped up with the hands, but he was sitting behind the the lectern thing, right? Uh, daydreaming. So, and uh, the, I don't think it was him, but I think it was the narrator kind of speaking for him what he was thinking at the time, right? Right. Said that you know, Daddy's got all this money and stuff, but he can't take it with him. So when Daddy cuts out, I'm gonna cut in, right? Yeah. yeah. And showed him sitting, showed the dad disappear from the seat, but all the gold stuff stay there, and then. Ichabod Crane appeared in the seat wearing all the gold. Yeah. So, and then I mentioned this one earlier, the character rat uh, dressed very similar to Sherlock Holmes. Um, and Basil Rathbone, pl- the narrator played Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and the character also slightly looks like Basil from the Gr- great mouse detective, which shares the name of the narrator from this movie. Um, so I don't know. If they were, you know, if, if that wasn't intentional on purpose and yeah, intentional, I don't, I don't know if anything's done unintentional at Disney, but, um, so that, that was just some of the, some of the, um, trivia stuff I wrote down. I did want to share this. I've got, uh, this Disney film book by Leonard, Leonard Malton. Um, the one I was talking to you about last week that I ordered the fourth edition. Oh yes. Yeah. Basically the fourth edition is very similar to the third edition. So I probably would have been okay not ordering it, but um, he talks about the movie in this and I wanted to share his, uh, one of his quotes about the movie. So I guess it'd be his review, but he says the ventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is one of Disney's most beguiling animated features. The wind in the willows in particular has some of the finest work the studios ever did. And I had to look up beguiling. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it, pretty, pretty, uh, high remarks from him, uh, you know, being the finest work the studio ever did. I thought the animation was, was good. Um, I've seen clips from some of the other package films and I'll say it's probably one, it's probably the, the best animated film of the package film era. Um, and it almost seems like, they were maybe coming back, you know, they had Snow White, Pinocchio, all that great, great animation. They maybe kind of went away from it with the package films based off necessity, not a lot of animators, you know, trying to get these small shorts out just to keep the studio afloat while, while the war was going on. And then 
maybe with this being the last one and then upcoming Cinderella, um, maybe they, uh, they put a little more effort into this one maybe, but I I thought it was, yeah. Interesting stories. I liked the movie. Um, the, like I said, I had never seen the toad portion before, so I was excited to see that. I had seen the Ichabod crane, uh, version many times when I was a kid. Um, I don't remember owning it on VHS when I was little, but maybe I did. Um, so if you had to give, what, did you have anything else to say about the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Crane or Mr. Toad? Um, <laughs> Mr. Crane works. And, yeah. <laughs> um, adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. It's not direct. I mean, it's kind of indirectly related to the Toad attraction at Disneyland. Um, but do you know why the Alice in Wonderland attraction has goes on to a second level it's not just all on the ground floor i don't know for sure but i'm assuming because the toad ride goes underneath it yeah so basically it has to go up on on top of the toad attraction toad ride oh I, yeah i didn't i did not know they're like back to back there and right there wasn't quite enough room for both of them to just be on the ground floor and so when okay so yeah, so Alice in Wonderland goes over the top of of Toad Hall. Yeah, I did not I did not know that, but once you asked the questions, I was like, yeah, it pr- makes sense probably because uh because the toad right goes underneath it. So, yeah, cuz then when you go onto this kind of the side of both of those kind of where like the Mad Hatter hat shop is, there's right. not a lot of room in between those buildings, you know, not enough for two full attractions. Right. Where would you rate uh, the Toad Ride as far as uh, all the Fantasyland rides? Is one of your one of your favorites, or is it <sighs> Fantasyland rides? They're they're just all so good. But I do I do like Toad Hall. I like it better than Snow White. Okay. Um. Uh, do I like it better than Pinocchio? I like Pinocchio quite a bit. Um, I think I like it better than Pinocchio. I don't. I ride it more than I ride Peter Pan, and that's probably just because the line that Peter the wait Pan time. has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd say it's one of my favorites up there with Peter Pan. Right, and I'm just talking about the the four. Was it the four dark rides that are right there? Yeah. Yep. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Peter Pan's Flight, Snow White Scary Adventures, and Pinocchio's Daring Journey. I'd probably put it third. I, I think I'd I'd go Peter Pan, Pinocchio, Mister Toad, and then Snow White. Um, if I had to choose one not to go on, it'd probably be Snow White. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, not that it's not good, but I like the others more. Right. Right. So this is something I didn't tell you I was going to do. So I'm going to put oh. you on the spot here. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Don't. Do so this since, since we watched the movie, we talked about the movie, we reviewed the movie. If you had to give The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad a rating from, we'll say, one being bad to five being the best, 
How would you rate it? And you can use half points, three and a half, two and a half, four and a half. Uh, what would you give? We'll call them Mickey Mouse ears. How many Mickey Mouse ears will you give the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad? Out, what, out of five? Out of five. Ears? Out of five. It's tough, huh? Yeah, I shocked you on this one. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it. I hadn't <laughs> given it any thought, and now here I am. I'm going uh, with three. I'm 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 gonna go with three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Three and, and a half. your reasoning behind it, or just because? It's the first film we reviewed, so um, I I. I I think we're I gonna like need this. a larger scale though. If we're gonna be doing this as often That's all right. as we might. That's all right. I, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would with the addition of the toad. Uh, I've always liked the Ichabod Crane portion. Um I could possibly go four, but I'm gonna go three and a half just because it's I don't wanna hold it against us that they're only like thirty minute segments, but Something in Mr. Toad that I was thinking about when I was watching it, if it had been longer, you might have gotten a little more background on the mole, the rat, and the badger, like as far as their relationship with the toad, Mr. Toad. Right. There wasn't a lot of, I mean, we knew their friends. Uh, well, b- basically, we, yeah, Molly and, and Rat were basically friends, and then the badger kind of ran his estate or at least paid his right right and i know the just some of the scenes i know the mole was kind of he seemed like he was a big fan of mr toe like you know he not it wasn't really noticeable but you could see him light up when he was in the room with mr toad or they were talking about mr toad almost like he was his fan like a fan number one fan right um uh the rat was more um you know we kind of uh, we, we, we need that. We need to stop toad from doing all these things. Um, more right. of, the, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think if, if the characters would have been developed a little more as far as the background on them, that's just something I, I noticed when, when I watched, it. I wanted to know, you know, maybe a little more about how, how they became friends or how they became together or, right. you know, um, how did, how did toad come in, you know, possession of toad hall was it and i don't remember them mentioning it but as my my research he it he inherited it from his family but that's what i would have uh, guessed yeah yeah so I mean, maybe just a little more more background the characters because um, i think there's an a scene an image in the beginning of that portion of the movie when you're first kind of like going into toad hall right before you see mcbadger where right. it's, it's like the hall within Toad Hall and it's like, I don't know, it's like the gallery or whatever. I think there's some pictures of some other toads in there that aren't Jay Thaddeus Toad. So his relatives. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. That's what I gathered from that scene right there. It's like, oh, this pictures of like ancestors and stuff. Like this is a family home. Right. Passed down right. through generations. Yeah, so, th- and that's why I gave it a three and a half. Okay, all right. So what say you? What say I? Uh, well, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it because it was it was just fine. It gave me something to do for an hour. 
in eight minutes. Eight minutes, 68 <laughs> minutes. Um, but honestly, if I never saw it again, I'd be okay. Okay. Um, so a rating, because there were a few times where I'm like, and I don't know if it was just be, and I don't remember if it was toad portion or Ichabod torsion, but there, maybe it was both, but there were some times where they'd be speaking and I'm like, that's weird. The, the dialogue isn't really matching up with the, what's going on. Like their mouths are like, maybe their mouths aren't moving at all. And so maybe it was just like the narrator, but the narrator was also like the voice of like Ichabod and stuff like that. So there were just things right. like that where it was, I think it could have been done a little bit better um, in that sense of things. Just some of the audio things kind of messed with me a little bit that I okay. noticed throughout. Uh, but granted it was 1949. So I'm not right judging right. too much on that because obviously they're, they're working with what they had, you know, they're world war two time. Right. So they were just trying to get back into the swing of things again. Yep. Um, I would say, Oh, two and a half, two and a half. All right. Two, two and a half to three. Okay. I had you, I, I was guessing you would say three, but two, two and a half is good. All right. So yep. there we have it. The adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Uh, if you, if you haven't seen it, I, I would encourage you to check it out. Um, I, I will say this, though, that they made a pretty decent attraction off of 30 minutes worth of content. Yeah, a cl- I mean, classic attraction. It's been there since the park opened. So. Right. Yeah, and just like if, if they were to get rid of it at Disneyland, uh, there would probably be just as much of the uproar as when they got rid of it at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I mean, so. I'd be a little bummed out. I mean. Yeah. Obviously, I'd probably be excited for whatever they're putting in there. But really, if they're if they were to take anything out of that area of Fantasyland now, they'd have to take out more than just that one attraction because they're not going to do something that small ever again. That's what I I think, at least. I, I, I agree. Great, great attraction for a, you know, like you said, 30 minute segment of a not one of the more well-known and I would probably say maybe even underappreciated Disney animated feature films. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. You could, you could probably stand at the line and as people are coming in, ask have you ever seen the adventure of Ichabod and Mr. Toad? And yeah, I would venture to say half would say no. I, yeah, I'd say at least half would say no. Yeah. Just because yeah, it, I never heard of it. Old <laughs> as it is, and it's not something you see at the Walmart, on right. the show Walmart every time you go through. Right. You right. know, you can always find, you know, some of the more popular ones, but right, that one's not just available to to just buy, you know. So, unless people saw it when they were younger, younger, you know, and it would have to be people at least your age or older. I I think people younger than you, and younger than forty, even the odds of them seeing it are probably slim. Right. Well, it was released in 1949, like we said. So it is 70 years old this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it's been around for quite a while. Now, I, I will say a lot of people might have seen the head, the the headless horseman portrait, the Ichabod portion, uh, 
probably more than they've seen the toad. Um, right. Because that, that portion of it is available on YouTube to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Just that p- part of the Ichabod story though. Right. Yeah. So there you go. That's Ichabod and Mr. Or the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Um, I had, I, I, I enjoy watching it. Uh, I'm looking forward to whatever our next movie will be. Um, if you want to comment on this show, uh, on this movie, or if you have any ideas about future movies that you want us to, to watch and talk about, you can always email us at talking at gmail.com. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can like us on Facebook at talking Disney podcast on Twitter. We're at talking Disney and Instagram at talking Disney podcast. And you can uh, check out our website, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com. We'll have a, um, uh, blah, or a post about the show. So if you don't know where to find it, you can always find it there and I'll, I'll throw up my little new, uh, my, my image for our talking Disney podcast movie night series. Um, and let me know what you think about it. So that that's all I have for tonight. Getting out of here. It's 11 five. I got to get to bed. Yeah, me too. Um, so, uh, if you got nothing else, Cody, that's all I have. That's all you got. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for checking us out as always. Um, and, uh, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-